0: Hey everybody, and uh, welcome to uh, another OV Community Udemy chat. Uh, we're talking about free courses, and we're going to be talking about lots of stuff um, about free courses. And we've got a lot of a lot of great comments already coming in. Um, so I just want to give a quick thank you to Laurel Adolfo. Rob and Sebastian have already put questions in the Q&A. If you're watching the video and you're wondering where we're getting all these comments from, click the Q&A app, uh, Q&A button, and you'll be able to see the Q&As and talk to each other in the stream. And also you can talk to each other in the event stream, and Philomena will keep an eye on that. So without much further ado, we're just going to... uh, just give everybody a chance to introduce themselves. I'm going to start on my left, which is Mark. Now, this is the first time Mark's been on uh, one of the OV Hangouts, but I know he's been watching them and following for a while, so it's great to have you here, Mark. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you've got currently going on Udemy, what your plans are?
1: Sure. So just really quickly, my background overall in life is as a programmer, I and mean, I've done a number of other things. But uh, in my most recent incarnation, I've been a freelance web developer and looking to transition out of actually taking on projects on my own and instead teach people how to do web development and make my living that way Um, because there is such a tremendous demand for web developers. And I thought, well, let me see about teaching other people how to tap into that command. And that's where Udemy came in. It, you know, I happen to find out about it. And so I'm very early in the process of building up uh, an online presence and you know, very much am working on building a following uh, of students to be taking these courses. So that's, that's about the, the size of uh, you know, where I stand with things right now.
0: Excellent. Well, welcome to the Hangout. And uh, everyone's you. going to get to know you now, Mark. Um, Philomena, if you could just go next. You're next on my left. So could you just introduce yourself, tell people that maybe haven't met you before?
2: Okay. Um, I'm Philomena Timberlake. And Mark and myself, we run a company called SME Heroes. It's an online marketing company. We help people with their online marketing. I particularly deal with uh, the video production side of things. We've uh, been involved with Me Now, several months i think i've lost i've lost track of where we are and we have several courses and uh lately we've even been adding, adding spanish courses um from the help of gisella and we're really thrilled uh just to be experimenting in, um, in different areas and stuff like that so that's, uh, that's about us
0: and scott great to have you we haven't had you on for a while we've missed you it's great to have you back so if you could just tell everybody a little about yourself and your udemy
3: adventures that'd be great well, sure, I'd be, uh, I'd be happy to. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. I've missed you, too. Uh, I've, um, well, my first course was uh, Power Podcasters, and I help uh, and and show Udemy instructors and other entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, uh, how they can use podcasting to get their message out into the world. And I was really, really uh, thrilled with the response to that course. And I actually have a German version and a Spanish version. Thank you, Gisela, very much for the Spanish version. And uh, we're kind of figuring out now when the majority of people that are on Udemy speak English, uh, what are they doing to to get into some of these other markets and how can we piggyback on that? And that's kind of the next thing now is how do you actually make those courses at work and be popular. And, yeah, I'm really excited to be here too. I have... Um, Probably eight to ten other courses on other topics that I do with other ins, uh, instructors uh, or experts in their field, and that's kind of the way. Um, that's one of the things that I've been looking with with Udemy is in terms of just how do you get out courses efficiently, effectively that can uh, can uh, can end up being popular in areas other than what are tr- traditional areas for Udemy, and so that's that's kind of interesting as well. Thanks, Scott. Um, Unfortunately,
0: we haven't been able to track Bob down, so we hope he's okay. Um, We know that Scott, that the Google event sent Scott the wrong time today, so maybe that Bob's been sent the wrong time as well. He's going to turn up in an hour and wonder what happened and why he missed it. Um, But, yeah, like Phil said, we're on Udemy now. I'm just double-checking how many courses we've got because... Uh, We've actually got... 17 live, one in review, and we're working on about six others. So we've really been pumping out some courses lately. Um, and also, in relation to this topic, I've got three free courses, and I've got one free co- – I've got actually got f- three free courses in English, one free course in Spanish. Thank you, Gisela. And um, I've got one which we submitted today, another free course, which is in review. So, um, yeah, we've been mentioning Gisela a couple of times. I just want to give her a shout out. Check back in the old um, Hangouts and in the OV community or on my YouTube channel. And there we had a great Hangout with Gisela where she talks us through. Uh, how to translate a course into another language. So if anyone's interested in that, go and check that Hangout. And that's why we keep referring to Gisela. So, yeah, we've got a lot of courses. We're doing a lot of free things. We come from a marketing background. We're very used to free content and how it works. Um, So I think we can get sort of straight into the discussion. And the first sort of discussion point I wanted to open up and separate, because I think it's, it's quite important to do so, is... Free coupons on a premium course versus a free course. So when people say we're talking about a free course, what we're talking about tonight is a free course where you've created a course deliberately for that to be free. But I just want us to share our experiences, what we've had on free coupons, on premium premium courses. So that's where you've got a paid course. You give out 500 coupons free and what our experiences have been. Uh, And Mark, have you played with that at all? Have you had any experience of that?
1: I have, yeah. So as I said, I'm just very much getting started with establishing an online presence and building a following. And so um, I've got two courses live now. And so with my first course, um, at the time that I had launched the course, uh, we were still allowed to put the coupons directly into the stream, the studio stream on Facebook. And so I did that, and um, a lot of people signed up for the courses. And then naturally the coupon gets leaked out to Best Black Hat Forum and the various other places. So a bunch of free students who came in through that. And my experience with that, to be uh, you know just honest about it, is that uh, it got a lot of students signed up, but who really don't have any interest at all in the course. There's, there's almost no engagement from those students. And so as far as the idea of a paid course that has um, free coupons, um, one point that I was hoping I was going to have a chance to make, and it's, I get a chance to make it right here at the beginning of the Hangout, is that I think it's really important that um, you still want to target where you give away the free coupons. Uh, because the the students enrolled in your course for free really aren't doing you that much good if they aren't at all interested in your course. And I know we don't need to get off on the whole tangent of this social proof aspect, although I think that will come into play some here as we talk uh, in the rest of the Hangout. So my experience has been that if the free coupons are not targeted properly, it's not incredibly effective and I've even had experience with that and then trying to market to the students since it's a paid course the marketing is extremely ineffective because I've acquired a bunch of students who aren't really interested in the course anyway and so probably aren't really interested in other courses that I'm doing or you know much less interested in paying for courses
0: yeah I think that's an excellent point Scott did you want to sort of add anything to that what's been your experience with the free coupons because we had a discussion a few months ago didn't we you know, and we're just playing with free course, uh, coupons and stuff. But where, where's your state of mind with that
3: now? Free coupons on premium courses. I I think actually where we need to start is a little bit back from where we are right now, and that is what is the purpose of your course? And there can be a number of different courses, uh, different purposes of your course. One could be just I want to teach a whole bunch of people what I know, which would be an obvious one. Uh, but another one might be like. I do an op- I do three options trading courses and we have a software that really helps in fact you can't really trade options the way we teach you without the software so you know really so so what happened is Udemy sells the so- sells the uh, course for $10 and we have it at 299 and most of the time people buy all three for $10 because they're saving like how many hundreds of dollars that is and w- my partner was like kind of ticked because this is a $290 course that you're selling for $10, and he knows that you can go to a, a meeting at the local hotel at noon, and they'll sell you a $3,000 package that has less information. And I said to him, "Well, you know, if we went to Google, Plot, we went to Google AdWords, and we said, you know, we want you to send us a whole bunch of people, Mr. Google. Uh, it would cost us ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a lead, not necessarily a sale, and." Udemy is actually sending us people and paying us to send us people is the way I told him. He went, wow, like that's really true. Instead of paying $2 and 50 cents, we're getting $2 and 50 cents for every lead. So, um, I think you need to sort of think about what that, so if the course was just the course and we had no software and we were dependent on you loving our course and liking it and there was no back end to it, then I think it's a whole different conversation than if it's, um, if it's, what is, you know, if there's a different purpose of the course, and there mm-hmm. there therein lies the rub. Uh, I really think that you have three steps. The first step is you need to get reviews, and how, how do you get those reviews? The second one is you need to have a one or two or three thousand students. How do you get that? And I think once you have those two, and you have some discussions going on in your course, and you update your course, and you look after your course, and Udemy starts giving you love. So, the question to me is, is how do I get the love of Udemy as -hmm. fast as possible? So, Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with 2,000 free students that are uninterested in podcasting because what happens for me is is that I go to a a Better Business Bureau meeting or a Chamber of Commerce meeting, and who are you? Well, I'm Scott Patton. I teach podcasting. I have 3,000 students on Udemy and uh, 55 star reviews, and all of a sudden, I'm not some schmuck anymore. I'm somebody who really knows what they're talking about. So I think when we're talking Uh, about free, we'll well, come back back to that social proof bit.
0: I just wanted to briefly share. I've been promising everybody I'd share my experience with the – because I gave away thousands of free coupons because I wanted to test what everyone was saying. And I ran this test for three months. So for two months on, one month off, and I uh, compared the difference. Now, giving away free coupons – on a premium course does one really interesting thing. It gives you incredibly low bounce rates in Google search. Mm. Okay. That means you've got really good SEO because what's happening, they're landing on your page, they're all clicking through because they're grabbing the course. So when I was switching, when I was giving away free coupons on the uh, on the premium courses for those two months, my bounce rate was about 30 to 40%, somewhat of course even 20%. So if you know anything about bounce rates online, when it, you know, that's incredibly low, switched it off and it's 70 to 80%, which is quite a high bounce rate. Cause unfortunately the way you'd me set it up, you can hit their page and bounce off. There's not another page to go to. So that really means you're going to get pinged on your bounce rate. So that was a positive. What was a negative was sales flatlined, had no direct effect on my sales whatsoever until I switched it off, and then my sales started going up. And it was really interesting to watch that because I'm not quite sure why, (laughs) but all I know is I gave them them courses, and yeah, my SEO was really good, but my sales flatlined, and then I switched the free coupons off, and my sales on those courses then started to climb. And it it was like night and day. It was like flat and then up. And the, the correlation was the two things. So I just wanted to share that with people. I know it doesn't really give anybody any conclusions, but that was what we ran for three months. I wanted to share that here. But let's just talk about, and I think Scott's already started touching on it, you know, um, free courses. Let's talk about free courses now and then, and then, and then how, how we might feel about them, what we might think the strengths and weaknesses are. But let's just start with the social proof. What can a free course give us in terms of social proof? Did you want to start on that, Scott?
3: Well, I have to say I don't have a free course. <laughs> and the only reason I would ever have a free course is if I wanted to make it kind of the introductory like in internet marketing, you have you go to a page, you know, get my free report, get my free video, get my free something, give me your email address and away you go. And and that's kind of the only way that I would really put out a free course. It would be 30 or 40 or 50 minutes long and it would be the basics of this and it would be basically trying to upsell you into uh, into my other courses and that's uh, that's the only way I could see really doing Mm -hmm. a free course unless you're someone like Hootsuite. Hootsuite has four free courses on Udemy and why is that that's all they have four courses they're all free well of course they want you to learn how to use their software I have tried to learn their software I can't figure it out I should probably take their free course and find out, uh, but the purpose of it is, at the end of it, here's a, you know, get the first month free, now we've hooked you on to, you know, $50 mm-hmm. a month for the rest of your life and we're happy. So I think that's a great mm-hmm. model if you're wanting to look at free, uh, or free courses.
0: Yeah, I think that's an excellent observation how a lot of companies, I've seen quite a few companies do that actually, Scott, not just Hootsuite, but I know Hootsuite is one of the big ones, but there's a couple of others that have done that recently, like I use a piece of software called Active Campaign, which is you know email list automation, and they've just done a free course, and I haven't had time to go through it yet, but I'm already on the software, and they're going to show me how to do all the fancy stuff, and I'm going to take that free course But that's a really important point you're making there, I think, is what's the end destination? What's the purpose of that free course? If it's a free course for the sake of having a free course and it doesn't lead anywhere and it doesn't have an end objective, then it probably doesn't have too much value. Mark, what's your thoughts?
1: So um, one thing that I'll bring up, because uh, when we had the discussions and anytime it comes up in the studio and we had the discussions in the faculty lounge, I mean, I'll just say right out, I'm one of the people that my general opinion is there's no point in having a free course. Make it a premium course, give away as many free coupons as you want. At least that way with the free course, you can still then market other courses to those students. But, but I do want to make one positive comment about a benefit that you can get from a free course. Um, so I mentioned earlier about Even when you give away free coupons, you still want to be, I feel you want to be more targeted about it. I know Scott said he doesn't care whether they're interested or not. You've got the thousands of people enrolled and it gives you that bit of social proof. And yeah, you can have the, the people enrolled and it really does go back to Scott's question, but what's the purpose of your course? How are you going to use it? But one of the benefits that you will get from using a free course as opposed to a premium course in which you give away free coupons is that you could have a greater likelihood that, again, so I'm in web development, I'm teaching web development classes, and so if I make a free course in that, it's going to be more likely that people were searching for web development classes and they said, oh, here's some free classes in web development, I'm going to check out this course, which could actually get you better engagement out of those free students. So, So that's one benefit that a free course can get you, is that it will get you some of that marketing to some of Udemy's seven-plus million or seven million-plus students that they've got there that may actually have an interest in your subject. So it could provide that type of um, a gateway for students to find out about you. So that's one thing that I do want to say is – Uh, a benefit of having a free course, as opposed to if you had a premium course that you give away free coupons to, students who are interested in your topic, again, sticking with web development because it's so huge on Udemy, it's very, very hard to ever expect that you're going to get to the first page of web development. So you could have this premium course but students are not likely who are just searching for web development to find your course, and so you're still going to have to do a lot of your own marketing then to find good places to give away these these free coupons. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just to give that side of the picture, I you know I I'm happy to put that out there. Now, you're as far as you're totally right. You're totally right.
3: Like there's twelve courses on podcasting, so you know what's I, the worst I can be is twelfth. Right? Whereas, you're absolutely right, in web development, Like it's there's tons, you know, Apache server stuff and JavaScript, I mean, it's just huge, and so it's a totally different mindset, and I happen to be lazy because you're also very correct, and I would be doing a lot better if I targeted my free coupons to people that wanted to podcast instead of just spewing it all out. And, I, just, yeah. I just want to add something to that,
0: guys, as well, because obviously I've got my own data now on the free courses, and I just want to check this in there when it comes to giving out a free course on Udemy. My courses sit on Udemy, my free courses. Now, when I put them on, I'll, I'll, I'll throw them out into a few coupon groups just to get some numbers rolling. That's all. And then I don't do anything else at all. And... So when I launched my YouTube course and my Udemy course and my social media, my free courses, I hit 500 people on each of those in less than 25 hours signed up. Let, just just to put that in perspective, I had the same course on YouTube, which I took off uh, on the YouTube marketing. I put that on Udemy. That course on YouTube, I'd had 255 hits in six weeks. In 24 hours, I got over... 500 hits now you could say that i put some coupons out there and i had some unqualified people but i haven't done it since as far as i can remember i haven't done it since that is up over two and a half thousand people on that youtube course now and i've got a coupon in the end and you know i'm not getting massive sales from it but i'm getting i am getting sales from my coupons in the end but we're not talking massive it's just like it sits there so I think that's part of it. If you just put the course on Udemy and it's free and somebody finds it, that's different to putting it into a coupon sharing community where everyone will grab every coupon that's going. But when you stick it on Udemy, they're searching for that subject. And I do this and it's really interesting the psychology of this is recently I wanted to learn After Effects and I haven't got time so I'm not gonna buy the full premium course yet because I just haven't got the time, I'm so busy. But I really, really want to get into After Effects in a big way. It's something i wanted to do for a long time. So what did I do? What did I do? I looked for a free course. And I just wanted an introduction and a play around, and I had a look at it, and I could see because I already know Photoshop very well, and I know a little bit of Premiere Pro, what Philomena's taught me. So I, I know the things. But the point was, psychologically, when I went looking for that subject, I went looking for that free course, And so I think when you put it on Udemy, and if you don't promote it, it's a great test because people are then having to search for that free course on that subject. And what will happen is, say, like for Mark with web development, you know, getting on the front page on on the premium courses is, is, is really hard. Most of my free courses are on the first page. So that's something to really think about as well in terms of, Search position, placement, not all of them, but from our key terms, they do very, very well. And they're always on the first page of free courses. Now, the only bad thing about all this is you used to be able to promote to those students, but Udemy switched that off recently. So you can't directly promote. So really, it's more about establishing social proof, a few sales, and it works from there. So I don't know if anybody wanted to jump in on those sort of thoughts. Phil? I think, think
2: Mark, uh, sorry, Mark. That, what you've just said, I think, illustrates that it's like almost targeted because when it's just mm-hmm. out there in the in the ether, anybody and everybody's just grabbing free courses. But when you put it onto Udemy, it is a lot more targeted because people are specifically searching for those terms. So I think what was mentioned before about you know making more targeted, and sort of by default by putting it onto Udemy, it is targeted in a way because people are specifically searching. Um, I too am somebody that I'm interested in something. I'll look for a free course and then I'll take some of those and it gives me a feel for those instructors and then I make a, a decision. Would I be willing to purchase from that instructor again in the future? So if I am, I'll sort of star them and that will be okay. I'll keep this in mind for when I'm ready to buy um, the premium course. But for me, it certainly it certainly helps to try that instructor out and it gives me a good feel for them. So that's another good reason perhaps for doing
0: Yeah, Yeah. I want to come back to that next actually about the quality of the free courses you produce. I think that's a really important thing. You know, it's it's not good to just throw them out. But I know Mark was just going to make a point on the previous point before I move to that. So, Mark, did you have have something to add to that?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, as far as, so we were starting to talk about some of the downsides of the free course. So, where I was going to jump in is when you mentioned that how when Udemy changed the rules, and honestly, I think it's a good change. I think it's 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 a fair change. It makes sense because I think it probably is being abused a lot um, that you are not allowed to cross-promote you, actually any of your courses. It doesn't matter whether it's a free course or a paid course. You're not allowed to promote your other courses to students in your free courses. And that's my major argument against giving a free course because you aren't allowed to to use it as a promotional tool. One thing I want to clarify though is I'm not at all against giving away stuff for free. It's just always been my argument that if I want to give it away for free, I can still make it a paid course and then give the free coupons and then at least I can market to it. I've already brought up the point though about the gotcha with that is then I'm still having to do some of my own marketing to give away those coupons. Now, you did bring up a point about what you can do with a free course is you can have that what they call the bonus lecture, which is supposed to be at the end of your course, where you do have links to other uh, uh, courses that have um, discounts on the courses as well. So um, And to Philomena's point, I do think it is important – to give students the opportunity to see your stuff, to see you teach, to see uh, like the way you teach, the way you present yourself, how you organize things. And this will kind of pull us back into the point that you're starting to lead to as well, you know, is even about the the quality of your course. It, it, I do believe it's so, you cannot say, I'm going to make a free course and it's just going to be crap because you get what you pay for. I think that's a, terribly, terribly foolish mistake. You've got to put your best stuff out there. There's no way that you can expect that you're going to put crap out there. People are going to see crap and they're going to say, well, I know this was free and that's why it's crappy, but if I'm willing to pay for something, I'm sure I'm going to get something good. You have to establish, part of the reason that you're giving this stuff away for free is to get give people the opportunity to see you, get to know you, and to get a sense of that, like, Oh, this is a good teacher. I'm willing to buy courses from this teacher now. So, you know, I'm totally on board with that idea as well. Some of the things you need to do to be able to help build your audience and get people the confidence level in you is for them to have a chance to actually see you in action.
0: And I think that's one of the key things. Because I come from a social media bar- marketing background, I'm sort of very content marketing aware. And now, those who are not familiar with content marketing, the basic principle of content marketing is really what we're talking about here, is where you provide some type of free resource. And I know Scott does this, he doesn't do a but he's got his podcast. You, you, you supply some type of free resource that people can engage with you on get a sense of your expertise and then if they like what they see they can buy in to your premium product now that is you know content marketing is very well established and it is known that you need high numbers of turnover with content to get paid result at the end so whenever you do any free content marketing it's about numbers you've got to get numbers in and that's what I loved about the free courses recent when I put them in. Udemy is bringing me numbers about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably getting, I don't know, 200 new students in each course every week. I, you know, for me to get that online, that's hard. But Mark is making a really good point, and I really want to accentuate this. You can't get them on your email list, you can't promote them to, to them directly. So the only promotion thing is you've got is that last lecture. And who knows how long that's going to last. Are you with me? So, but for a sense of social proof and getting people to have a look at you, that's really, really important. So the question comes up then, how much quality should be in it and what should you teach? Scott, you got sort of any thoughts on that? If you was going to create
3: a free course, how would you approach that? Well, I think it would be pretty much – well, first of all, I want to say I want I agree with everything Mark and, and Mark have been saying on, uh, on uh, the Mark at the C and the Mark at the K uh, – on on, all of this stuff. And where I'm really actually stuck was I believe you have two promotional emails you can send out to your students a month, which I'm assuming could be um, about your other course. Certainly I have three options courses and I send out promotional emails to each one with, if you're in all of them, you don't get any of them because that didn't make, wouldn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, you can't. You can't send them on a free course, Scott, so you can't send them to the free oh, course people. Okay, I was just wondering about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. The So the other, just to talk to that, the one thing that I've been doing is I've been setting up a Facebook group for um, all of my different course subjects, okay? So it's only one group for the three option courses. And what I tell people is, is that we do a daily review and the video is in – the group. So join the group and you'll be told when we do these these hangouts and these extra things, Q&As, everything else. So I do that to kind of get them off of Udemy because that's really what we're talking about. You have all these people, the ones that are interested, how do you communicate with them? Well, I can send them a private message or I can tell them all, we've got this group, sign up for this group and we'll have other stuff in here. And what I find is I get better interaction from the people that are interested in the Facebook group than I do in the Udemy discussion. And I think the reason for that is most people tend to be on Facebook and it, it interacts and it's all set up for that a lot better than on Udemy. They're only on Udemy when they're either looking for a course or they want to learn from the course, mm-hmm. which, is, which is less. So yeah, I think that's 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 a really good
0: point. What I've, what I've done with... Um, the free courses is the first couple. I just had some material and I thought okay, I can make a course and I'll, a free course, but let's see what it does. There's already free and out there and I put them on, YouTube. I was impressed straight away when signups. So and one of the things I've come to now is I've currently just uploaded one, which is free now that might, probably not going to be free forever because I've actually created that. I should charge for that course. That is a premium quality course with premium quality content that the target audience are actually going to be very interested in. And I think the point is one of the things we can do with free courses, and I want to bring this up now, is after a time we can turn them into a paid course. Now they're a paid course, everyone on that list you can now promote to on Udemy. Now these are all people that signed up to your free course. So that doesn't mean you've got 2,000 buyers on your list because people that sign up for free courses, you know, that don't always translate into, into paid courses. But that's something else you can do. So that's, that's one of the things I want us to sort of think about is, you know, it, it can start as a free course, but it can become a premium course. So make sure when you do it, is good enough to sell. Does that make sense? So it's just different ways and techniques of looking um, at, at the same thing.
1: Anyone? That's talk actually about an something? interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting strategy that you brought up to think about it that way. To say let's try to get actually get the best of both worlds. It's like. Create your true premium quality course. And you know what? Like when I launch my two courses, and this is what I plan to do with all my courses, they all start out as minimum viable product anyway. It's not that I never planned that I'm going to add stuff to the course later on. So so launch a course that would be the same as though you were going to – if you were going to launch it as a paid course, but launch it as free so you can take advantage of that more targeted audience of people who actually have an interest in the topic. They were searching Udemy for it you get the enrollments that way so you don't have to do as much of the work of marketing to start getting those free students in there and then later on you would switch it to a paid course and now you've got the advantages of that you do have some students enrolled, you do have some of that social proof and you're going to be more likely to have students who are engaged but now you can actually market to those students and and like Mark said um, you're going to have to recognize the fact that they did enroll as free students and so they may not be the best qualified students to have uh, to be primed to be ready to pay for things but they're probably better qualified than just you know what you might get with some other free coupons that you put out there because they managed to find the course themselves on udemy so that's actually an interesting way to think about doing this it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive that it could start as free it can um then change to paid i do want to throw something out there though for those who are watching um just to clarify this uh, There are some instructors who are playing games with having free courses that they will then switch over to paid so they can send a promotional announcement to them, and then they put it back to a free course later on. Please don't play those types of games. Like, either it's a free course – and you just leave it free, or you've decided you're going to switch it from free to paid. But don't try to game Udemy's system here. Like, oh, yeah, what a clever idea. If I make it a paid course, I can then send a promotional announcement. Because there are instructors that have been playing that game, that they have turn it to paid temporarily so they can send the promo, and then they turn it back to free. Um, that's not cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point, Mark, because what will happen is, is Udemy will just stop everything. And I've seen this too many times now. There's, you know, there's a there's a good little marketing way going on and then people abuse it and then you, you just shut it down. And, you know, and the people that are using it legitimately and genuinely, you know, are actually then suffering. So, yeah, I, I fully agree on that. Did you want to add anything, Scott, on that point?
3: Uh, no, I think I think that's right. I mean, we have a system. We want to follow the system uh, ethically and uh, then you don't have to worry about you know being in trouble, being banned, being kicked out. It's a great place. There's like 7 million people. When I started, there was four or five. There's going to be another 7 million coming in the next year, two or three or whatever. So uh, I think it's really exciting that we're at that point where you know we're on something that's growing. Put out good content. To get back to your original question, I think when you do a free course, it's – like you invite somebody over for dinner, and they've never been over to your place for dinner before. So do you vacuum? Do you dust? Do you clean? Is the toilets uh, shiny? Do you give them, you know, day old hot dogs? Or do you cook a nice meal? Right? Well, we're assuming you want these people to come back again and again and be your friend and have a great relationship with you. So of course, you put on, uh, you know, a nice evening for them when they come over. And I think your your free course has to be exactly that. And you have to think in terms of what do, what do I need to do to plant seeds so that these people will want to come back and I can nurture those seeds, so all of a sudden I have a really nice crop, just to start changing my metaphors halfway through this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you're you really, it's like, here are the things that I want you to know, and I'm not, I'm going to tell you enough so that you're like, wow, this is great. I'm able to take some action steps, I'm able to do this. But, like, my, my podcasting course is seven or eight hours. And I didn't mean to to be more than an hour, two hours, three hours. It just became that, right? And so I realized I have another probably 40 hours of training. I can't put it into one and have a 40-hour course. I, I could, I suppose, but I just would never, ever want to do that to anybody. So I can take some of these other areas that I think are really important to being a successful podcaster, I can put them into other courses but i really think the plan should be a free course that's an hour maybe 2 hours and a more advanced course that's an hour or 2 hours and then an extremely advanced course that's an hour or 2 hours so in that first course i you know i can't give you in 2 hours everything that i want to give you but i'm going to give you this and this and this and these are the things that you need you know you need to work on and in my other courses i'm going to talk about that and that and that and then you hopefully have developed a relationship with those people, they're excited about the results they're getting, and they want to take the more advanced courses, right? So in the case of the uh, after effects that you were talking about, Mark, um, you know, that introductory free course should be, you know, here's a couple little things, you know, that you can do, here's some projects that you mm-hmm. can have. In fact, I know one fella. his whole thing is, uh, I'm going to teach you how to make, you um, a lower third that you know that moves around sort of thing and that's it and then okay now you want to do you know some sort of animation then that's it so he does Mm -hmm. specific projects for his particular software that he's teaching on so I want to know how to do the lower third I buy that one I want to know how to do something flying in and out I buy that one and so I think that's part of the way we need to look at this in terms of free courses because Mark with a small c has really opened my mind up to the point of people on Udemy are searching for a specific topic, and if it's mine, and I get them in, well, that's a way better person to have in my course than somebody from Black Hat forums. So mm-hmm. thank you, Mark, for that. Mm-hmm. And okay, I think before you, before we go, there, I just want to point out I think
0: Scott's reading my notes because I'm just going about to talk about this next. So it's over that we psychic one, or two, Phil.
2: Uh, Mark, I was just going to say, there's obviously there's some great comments and questions um, yeah, coming gonna, in, yes. and t- there's two questions from Robin, which I think sort of fits in. The first two questions from Robin, I think, sort of fits in with uh, some of the things that have been discussed. So uh, do you want to pull those in now?
0: <laughs> no, what I'll do, I just want to co- cover what Scott was just picking, talking on there. want to get that little stitch down, unravel it a little bit. And I think it's really important. And, and This is actually, it's interesting you should say this, Scott, because that's exactly what we've been doing the last week. We've created four photography courses, okay? I've already got one on Udemy. I'm creating—you a you know, commercial photographer. We've been doing it for five years. That's, that's one of the things I do. So I've created four courses. Now, one is a free course, and the other three are paid. But I've created all four of those courses at the same time. They're all on extremely popular subjects within the photography genre. and know that because, you know, it's a passion of mine. I know what people talk about, what they ask all the time. But what I've done, and I want to try and help people think like this, is my first course is a beginner's course. You know, it's how to set a manual exposure on a DSLR, and that's a free course. That might not be free forever, but it's gonna be free at the beginning. And that's a really complex subject, but it's a beginner course, because that's the first thing you have to learn when you wanna become serious about your photography. And then I've got another one on uh, how to build your own home studio, based on my experience of building a home studio business and running, and then I've got another one and another one. You see the point, but the point is I've created all four, it's been a lot of work, I've created all four and we've produced all four together and we're going to launch them as that almost one large course. But people who just want to learn exposure, they've got the free course, somebody wants to learn to do portrait lighting, they've got that course, studio, da-da-da. But because I've launched them with that perspective in mind, it becomes really, really, really interesting. So I would say to someone, look, if you've got one course – and you want to do one free course, that's probably not that powerful. But if you've got one free course and free premium, four premium courses that you can link into, then it gets really, really interesting because they can come out of that one course and go in this direction or that direction or this direction or that direction and that's something we're doing right now so i just wanted to confirm what you were saying there scott you know obviously i don't know how, how um, successful it's going to be because we're just trying this right now but we i can tell spread. you right
3: now mark that will be very successful because i have three premium option courses and about 20 percent i don't want to overstate it maybe 15 to 20 percent of the people buy all three most people uh, probably 50% buy one and most people buy two. So having a group of courses that are closely related, particularly when Udemy, you know, I, we, we price them at three 300 bucks and Udemy sells them for 10, right? So they look at that and they just say, well, I don't know if this sale is going to happen again. I'm assuming that they don't study how Udemy works like we do. And they just say, well, there's 30 bucks, and I just saved myself 600 bucks, so I'm buying it. And, uh, and I think yeah, having a series yeah. of courses is really powerful.
0: Yeah, and just to come in on that so I th- can I just, sorry, Mark, just one quick point. When, or oh, I forget, this is really important. When someone buys my course from the free course on the end, they always seem to go and buy one or two and free courses. So what it does is I think one in every 500 or something, you know, you might get a sale. But then they start then buying into all your other courses. So you've actually then, that internal marketing funnel, you've actually started, you've not just got one sale, you've got someone who's buying into all your other stuff. And that's the way to think as well. So that's a rookie point. Sorry, Mark, you was going to jump in for a point.
1: Yeah, so um, a couple of related points to that. And not to you've already had an OVE hangout on um, how to price your courses and such. But just tying into mm-hmm. what Scott's saying, with this mindset, recognizing that at least the way the current model is with Udemy, with the heavily discounted courses, whether it's a free course or a paid course, um, I still believe it's important that you have the strategy that your courses aren't these overarching and hey, if you want to do it, it's fine, but as far as from a, a, a return on investment type of perspective that I think is a good idea to keep your courses in the one to two hour range anyway because you got to figure that they're going to sell for the $10. And so like what Scott's talking about is particularly when you've got related topics and you break them down into these one or two hour segments, instead of having somebody purchase your whatever, say three related courses that are two hours apiece, instead of purchasing a six hour course and you get ten dollars out of it, they'll purchase three of your two hour courses and you'll end up getting thirty dollars out of it. Now tying that back into what you're talking about, that if you have the free course that is sort of like the intro to that, which might then get them interested in these three courses, that can work very well as well because you're kind of you're you know you're getting them into that funnel there. You're getting their attention. You like to talk about the Ada funnel, so you got the the A there. You got their attention with this free course, and maybe even start getting them into the interest level of things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I that I also want to bring up about uh, the a downside of the free course is, and this goes into the whole attention and building your audience. Is if you've got a course that you really are fine with the concept of giving away for free, the benefit of actually having a price on that course is that you can use that as like a lead magnet, where you can tell people like, "Hey, this course is normally priced at whatever you priced it at, but hey, you know, sign up here and I'll give you a coupon so that you get." the the course for free. So you can't really do that. If it's free already, like giving away a free course to somebody doesn't have the same kind of power as if you give away a course that actually does have a price on it that theoretically people are paying for. It still comes back to the same downside that I mentioned though with, with the strategy that you are still having to do your own marketing with that type of a thing. Um, so it really depends on, you know, where you are with your with your online presence. But it's something else to keep in mind when you're deciding, like, do I want to do a free course, do I not want to do a free course? And you're seeing some of the, the benefits of uh, you doing it, and you're seeing some of the drawbacks of doing it, you know, as we're going through the discussion here. So um, those are the thoughts that I wanted to added, uh, add into that.
0: Yeah, the other thing I wanted to point out is how Udemy view free courses. Now, Udemy, you know, I've heard from bits and pieces here and there, said in the studio and things like that. You know, Udemy, the free courses on Udemy bring people onto the platform. So Udemy like having free courses because it will bring people onto Udemy itself because they've all of a sudden they've got a free course, and that's why they'll put sometimes they'll when you we look at our browsing and everything, we're like, what's all these free courses doing up here at the top or? Why is this free course? Because Udemy know that some people will come in on that free course. And again, it's a great lead magnet for Udemy. So Udemy like that as well. But what I want to do is I know that Phil's been um, wanting to bring some questions in, Phil. So why don't you bring some questions in? We'll open them up to the panel and see what we think.
2: Okay. um, I think just to start with uh, Robin, some of these things we might have sort of um, covered slightly, but um, obviously we can summarize if we have done. Uh, Question one. Let's say I'm, taking a, I'm creating a course with 30 lectures on creating hats for cats, uh, that famous uh, topic that we uh, suggested a few Hangouts ago. Should I take 10 of those and reuse them to form a new course for free, or should I be creating a unique content for the free course, i.e. 40 lectures in total? So uh, quite a good question. I think we sort of talked about...
0: Yeah. I think it comes back to if you're going to do a free course, treat it like a premium course. Don't, I, I would say don't make it a bolt on. I've seen people do this. They pull in this content. They've got this on YouTube, that are on YouTube. Let's stick it together. And then what you're doing then is you're actually harming yourself, I think. I don't know what you guys think, but I think you're harming yourself because if it's a bad student experience, they're hardly going to look at that and go, let's check out his premium content. Are you with me? So. Okay. You know, I think when you're creating it, it's better to do it modular like we're discussing and then make that a genuine premium course that you've given away for free, you know, because you want them to actually, you know, respect your authority and your expertise and actually buy your course. Uh, anybody else want to add on that
3: one? I agree with what you said, Mark. I think uh, if you're going to do a free course, do a course and <laughs> give it away for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, all right, then I'll, I'll, I'll move on to a, another question, Mark, okay? Yeah. Um, how do I justify creating a free course to attract new students when both the main course and the free course require marketing? Should I instead be focusing my efforts on um, properly marketing the main course rather than dividing my efforts between two courses?
0: That's a very good question. Um, anyone want to tackle that one? Uh,
1: yeah, I'll talk about it some. So. First of all, I think one thing to keep in mind, I think there are certain topics that do very well on Udemy, and there are certain topics that don't really tend to do as well organically on Udemy. So um, so there are some people who will say, oh, look at all this money I made on Udemy, and I haven't had to do any of my own marketing, the money just rolls in. And I think a lot of people experience a great degree of frustration. We'll see in the studio a lot of times people will say, I've launched this course. It's been live for X amount of time and I don't have any sales. What's going on? So I think one thing that you need to have in mind is that it's not really ever an either or situation that you have to expect that you're going to be doing some type of marketing. Udemy will sell more of your courses if it sees that your courses are selling as well. So as far as the question, like, should I be spending my time, if I've got to do marketing either way, I think that the question is a little bit, um, in my opinion, misguided because I think you have to expect that you're going to need to do some marketing to get things rolling. Now, as far as the question, should you spend your time on the free course or should you spend your time um, marketing uh, your paid course, I think um, that you can see we're having a a pretty honest and intelligent discussion here today about this whole topic and I don't think there's going to be any one answer like you're, anybody's going to be able to come away from the hangout and say aha you see Mark Timberlake proved that you should make a free course or Mark Isaacson proved that you shouldn't make a free course I think a lot of this is just going to and go back to like what Scott said you have to think about what's the purpose of your courses what are you looking to get out of the things here and, and you're going to have to include your particular circumstances to help you decide what What's going to be your better choice so I don't think we can tell you um oh should I spend my time marketing this course or should I spend my time doing the free course the answer is, is like well it depends um yeah, and so I think,
0: yeah I think that's that's on like you say Mark you know at the end of the day you know some people put a course on the market and people just come and buy it what I find though is my free courses I don't market them now, the only time I market my free courses is if I, when I've got them on my own website, which I've got a few, couple of them on there as well, and I use them for a newsletter sign-up. So the only time I market my free courses in that way is that the rest of the time I treat them like content that I put out on Udemy, and now people can access those. So I don't market them. I just put them out there, and I think that's the point to understand with free courses on Udemy. And I think that's actually, if you've got a course idea and you don't know if it's going to work, do a free course, do a basics course, stick on Udemy. That might be another way to look at it and see how it goes. And then the other thing you can do as well is you can take all those lectures from that free course. You can stick them on YouTube and drive traffic again that way. So there's lots of ways you can use the free content. But I think Mark's right. It, it depends. It's very subjective with something like that. But me personally, I don't market my free courses. I tend to market my premium ones. The free courses go on and they become part of that Ada funnel on Udemy um, and they work that way for me. So, yes, yeah, so I think that covers that. And I've got loads of questions, though, guys, so I think we're going to have to move through them.
2: Okay, so um, another one um, from Robin was, um, what is some of the psychology of giving away free courses? Will this only attract those that were not going to pay in the first place? And this is um, Sebastian in Q&A is also sort of similarly saying, in my opinion, people don't, have, don't value free content that much. When they pay for something, they'll feel committed and highly likely that they will take the specific course seriously. You know, however, if such a course is free, then they'll opt, out, opt in and forget about it. So,
3: Okay, yeah, the, I think, uh, let me, let yeah, me so. jump in with this, yeah. because I have a background in uh, being a grocery store manager for 20 years. And so uh, you walk into the grocery store, and you will see them giving little slices of brownies or a little s- cup with a drink. That's called sampling and what normally happens is whatever we bring in to sell of that product and we sample it that weekend we run out usually before they're finished this shift of the sampling so this is what we're talking about here is a sample it's a it's they're not going to buy coke or pepsi but when we give them a taste of coke they go and they buy it like crazy and what we're really talking about with a free course is a, is the same thing as a sample. If you do a free course and it's the only course you've got on Unity, I'm sorry, you need to go back to Business 101 because that's just not going to make you any money normally, unless you have a back-end, right, like Suite, and we talked about that before. But we're assuming that you want people to take other courses that you're putting on, and so this is a sample. And so we have a lady or a gentleman who is dr- nicely dressed, clean-shaven, everything is clean, the display is really nice, it's in a high-traffic area, and it goes like crazy so that's the that's the plan right if you're gonna do a free course I have this one and this one and this one and this one that you can buy after you've tried my free course Udemy will bring us targeted traffic which is something I've never really thought about until Mark brought it up uh, today and I think that is the ideal thing so it's it's bringing you in this case if I had a sample of Coca-Cola going on or something like that udemy is bringing me all sorts of people that love soft drinks and but they've never really maybe tried coca-cola now they're gonna try it and hopefully I can convert them to yeah and
0: I think that's I think that's the key point that's coming out in this discussion is that if you're gonna put that free course out there you know almost don't market it You know, don't put it out onto general forums. Don't put it – just stick it on Udemy and see what Udemy – and Udemy has people, and they're looking for your subject and want free courses, and that is much more qualified. So I think we've got to maybe step away from the idea of the way people are sharing free courses in the past, which I think we've already covered and discussed, which is general coupons out to the general targeted people, a non-targeted audience and where we're actually saying, look, stick it on Udemy quietly and watch what happens. It's like we stuck Gisela's course on on Friday and there's already 120 students on that and it's my Udemy course, my introductory Udemy course. How to get started on Udemy. Uh, Gisela's done... And, uh, you know, over the weekend, I've had 120 people go on that. You know, she's... At the moment, she's working um, on my premium course, but she keeps going slow down because she keeps doing the stuff for Scott. What's going on there, but... Um, <laughs> She's,
3: uh... <laughs> uh, speak, speaking
2: of Gisela, she's actually got a question.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look Mark, us in Spanish, Gisela.
2: <laughs> Mark said you can have a free course for a while and then change it to paid course. My wow. question is, when would be the right moment to charge um, uh, a free course to a paid one, uh, sorry, to change a free course to a paid one based on what exactly?
3: At uh, three on Friday is the exact moment that you're free
0: to pay. This is a great question, though, because I've got this at the moment. I've got a course sitting there, and I'm caught between a rock and a hard place because I'm like, if I convert one of my free courses, okay, now I can send them emails, okay, and it's got over 2,500 students on that course. That's 2,500 potential people that I can send promotional but if I leave it for another month, it might be 5000
3: Are you with me? And that's a yeah, yeah. question. So if anyone's got the answer, I tell did, me. I did, <laughs> I did. What you do is you come up with a replacement-free course. Uh-huh. You change your course from premium. I've seen this. I, sorry. What I have seen is people saying, this course is free, but July 31st at midnight EST, uh, it is going to be 100 bucks. So they're doing that because it's basically like, well, if I want to get this, I better get it now because it's going to cost me 100 bucks. And I'm assuming that they follow through and they do that. But it seems to me that if you have 2,500 people on a course and you've got a series of courses, it would be really good to tell them about your other courses. That might be a good number. You know, I think that would be a good number to change it to free. But you are proven already that if you have a free course, you're going to get all these people in. So I would say what other course could I have similar not the same that i could make free and then i would tell everybody this course is not going to be free after you know july 30th mm-hmm. or 31st or whatever and see if you can't pump that up you know for a month Yeah. and then yeah. flip the switch on it but at the same time launch your other free course yeah because we're talking about a launch think- strategy here really
1: that's, that's, that's yeah the online launch strategy mark do you want to add to that Yeah. So talking about a launch story, so to answer the question, I think you have to understand why you made the course free in the beginning. If you're thinking you're going to go from free, to paid as opposed to the idea like this is just forever going to be free. If you originally had the idea that this was forever going to be free and then suddenly you start getting this idea like, oh, wow, gee, think, now if I turned it to paid, I can start making all this money off it. Or, oh, gee, wow, now I can start marketing to people. I think you're going about it the wrong way. So I think before you launch the free course, you should already have some idea in your mind about why you started it free And then with a plan to move it to paid, and you'll answer your own question about what you need to see happening to to indicate when it's going to be the right time to move it to paid. I do want to pull in a related question because somebody actually asked it in the reverse direction. I can scroll down here and see if I can find the name. I know we're getting close on time here, but somebody actually asked about what if you have a course that's not selling well that was a paid course, and then then should I change it to free? And so what I would say there, my opinion is you should never – ever do that type of a thing. It's like having a course that you lowered the price on. It's like it's it's sort of first of all, if you've had students who have paid for it and now the course has been changed to free, you're going to upset those students. If you even if all the students who are enrolled in the supposed paid course got it for free and now you back it down to a free course, I think you're pretty much sending the signal to anybody who's paying attention like, wow, this course just wasn't cutting it. I might as well just give it away for free, which is – it's not going to win you anything doing that anyhow if you've got a course that's not selling that well you need and you had it was a you know whether it was a free course or a paid course you've got to figure out why it's not selling well and you've got to do something to improve the course so as far as the discussion going from free to paid that's one discussion but as far as the idea of should I take a paid course and turn it to free my argument would be you should never do that the the horse is already out of the bar and you're not getting it back that way and you're just going to make you're going to make a mistake doing that what do you guys think about taking
0: Yeah, unless, I that's unless, great point. yeah, I think that's a really good point. Unless you've had zero students and you've got nothing to lose. you know, yeah. <laughs> <But> That's, that's <laughs> the only time I would say it's worth a try. But if you've got zero students, you know, mm-hmm. you probably need to be making another course anyway because that was yeah. your first course and maybe that's not too so successful. And then yeah. Rob also asked, how do we design our free course to promote our chargeable courses if we're not allowed to directly link or cross-sell via the course lectures? So that's... You know, again, uh, coming back to the free course, you know, is as you create your course, you've got courses. You know, you can mention courses. You can't link directly. You can, but I wouldn't even mention the course specifically. But you can mention. You can let other people know you've got other courses available, and you don't even really have to worry that much because if someone is enjoying your free course, they're going to go and have a look at your other stuff. If if you're if you're flicking light bulbs on in someone's head, you know, they're going to be like oh, wow, this guy's really helping me. I'm really learning a lot here. What else has he got? And, and, you know, and that's one of the ways you build up a following. So what we're really talking about is using um, social media uh, marketing principles with a, with a free course. Now, there was a question I wanted to pick up from Laurel. She left it in there a few days ago, and I wanted to bring this up and let people know about this because it can be a bit of a shock when you first do your free course. And I've had this on my experience. When you do a free course, you're going to get hammered on the reviews doesn't matter how good it is. I don't know what it is, but pe- some people just take a free course and they're just one star, two star, ding you. And, and, and you'll get a few of them. You know, it's very hard. If, if you want to test this out, go and have a look at the free courses and see if any of them average over four stars. And I, I don't know why, but the psychology of some people is, it's a free course, I'm really going to hammer it. Whereas should we, should we
2: just, read, just, read, just read the question out?
0: Yes. Um, so, so tying that in with Laurel's question, um, have you got that, Phil?
2: Yes, I have. Um, hi, I have a lot of followers on Twitter and Google+, and they are lovely, but unfortunately about 20 of them hate me. I really, and they, I mean really hate me. How do you deal with trolls leaving bad reviews because the course costs zero Um dollars for them, particularly competitors slamming you. So this is fitting into what you're saying, Mark.
0: Yeah, I've got to keep that up. Laurel, I know you're watching this. I've got to put it in perspective, though. When you say you've got 20 people really hating you, if you know anything about Laurel Papworth, she's got a social media following in the millions. So we have to put that into that perspective. So, So... I don't have twenty people hating me. Well I don't if I do I haven't left reviews on my course. I'm sure I've got twenty people that hate me in life, but you know, they're not following me. But I think when you do a free course, it's almost like I always see it, I almost see it as a bit of a buffer to be honest. Because what can happen is someone will come and, and they're gonna take one of my courses, they're gonna take the free course, give it two, and they're not gonna buy my premium course. I'd rather get the ding on my free course than on my premium course. Does that make sense? And that's one of the dangers, I think, of giving a free coupon out to a premium. You get someone come along who's not really very respectful. They'll just ding your course, and it's your premium course. So I don't know if you guys have anything
3: to sort of add on that. Yeah, Yeah. I would would say that actually, Mark, I disagree with you pretty much 100% because I just did a search on Udemy for free, and the first page was all five-star reviews. And then I picked one of them, which was of interest to me, which is free. So thank you very much for starting this conversation, because I would never have done this otherwise. And it was uh, Professional Vocal Warm-Up by Eric Arsenault. So Eric, if you're listening, uh, here's a shout-out to you. Your course is free. You have just under 300 ratings. They're five stars. And you have 3,300 students. So... Uh, I think that is absolutely phenomenal. And if there has ever been a reason to have a free course, uh, 3,300 students and 300 five-star reviews would be a really good reason for that. Now, I don't know what his back end is because, I I mean, just in the time we've been talking about this, I brought it up and I've joined. (laughs) I'm going to take the course, vocal warm up So we're talking like we should be doing that. Um, So... Uh, You know, he's probably a vocal coach, you take my course, you do all this, this is great, if you need some one-on-one coaching, I'd be happy to do that over Skype. I don't know if that's his thing or not, have no idea, but that would certainly be what I would do if Mm. I was a vocal Mm. coach coach with 33,000
1: people, right? Well, one thing that that I do want to... Yeah, Mark what I'd like to bring up because I do think – so you're you're disagreeing with Mark, Scott, but I think there's an important point that Mark has raised here that people do need to be aware of. And this is whether it's a free course or whether you've given a free coupon to a premium course. Um, You do run a risk that um, when people have paid for a course and if they're unhappy – they can ask you to me for a refund within that thirty days. And that can give people the ability to feel like they've exacted their revenge on you, like, "Aha, I got a refund, and they were able to stick it to you that way. If somebody's gotten the course for free, And you can unenroll from courses if you want, but people didn't get to take their vengeance and feel that they were able to stick it to you. And the only way they can really stick it to you when they haven't paid for the course is to leave a negative review. So I do think that you do face... Actually, greater exposure to getting negative reviews when somebody's gotten a course for free because they don't have that same outlet of asking for the refund on the course.
0: Yeah, just so, to clarify, so that's, my that's good my experience. I
3: just yeah. you
0: know I, yeah, just I, to I, clarify, just to clarify what I think here. I think what we're actually seeing there is that guy's obviously got a fantastic course, yeah. and that comes back to our argument earlier. That guy's got a fantastic course and it's reflecting. And even as a free course, he's getting fantastic ratings. I bet he's got a really strong marketing funnel. He's driving people. That he's got a large following and driving people to that. I'd be very curious to find that out. Um, but when I look at my courses, and this is, this is my uh, experience, when I look at my premium courses and the free courses, you know, I do get a lot more zings on the free course. That's just my personal experience. Um, and the thing is, they don't leave reviews. It's just ratings, and it'll be a one and a two star, and I'll message them. You know, we had a thing about feedback. Said, "What could I do to improve the course?" They never respond. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to be pe- people, people aware of my experience. Mm-hmm. It might not be true for everybody, but that's definitely been um, my experience. Well,
2: c- can we just mention as well? I mean, just a couple of hangouts ago, we, we had a, a um, discussion on reviews. So if people want to go back and have a look at that hangout with some of the snippets about how to handle um, what to do when you actually get stung with bad review.
0: Yeah, I'm just conscious of time, guys. We're over time. Is there any other questions, Phil, you really feel that we haven't covered that you've picked up on? Um, Yeah, someone says, with a paid course, which would probably be a free coupons, how much interaction do you get with students? Um, And that's George John Kingsworth. To be honest, George, I've given away thousands of free coupons and the interaction... On free coupons on a premium course is extremely low. And I know Mark Isaacson said the same thing earlier, pretty much. So, you know, I don't get a lot of interaction. Scott, however, has had a lot of interaction on his courses. He's had a different experience. Um, but I find that people that pay tend to interact better. Um, I think uh, Rob? I think what you
1: need on? Yes. I think what you need to do as far as answering George's question is just to go back to you can't just blindly give away free coupons. I think your engagement is going to be much higher if you're giving away free coupons to people who might have actually paid for the course. And that may hurt you a little more. You say, well, why well, don't want to give it away free to somebody who'd be willing to pay for it. But that's exactly the person you have to be willing to give it away free to. If you're going to give it away free to somebody who's not willing to pay for it, they're probably not interested in the course and there's probably not going to be high engagement. So you've got to figure out what you're doing with the strategy, whether it's a free course or it's a paid course that you're giving away free coupons. You have to be able to target it and be intelligent about it. Yeah. Or I you're not going to get
0: interaction. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone in the um the I left some comments in the QA. So thank you, Adolfo, George, um, Eileen, Gisela, and Robin, Miriam and Sebastian. And if I've missed anybody, forgive me. Um so Robin's got some what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take Robin's takeaways, because always Robin Slee always gives us some great takeaways. And then I'll just get your final um thoughts guys um, on today's discussion if you want to start preparing a wrap-up for so I'm just going to read Rob's takeaways number one free courses can become paid number two can be lead generators or philanthropic and number three cross-promotion is not allowed on a free course it's really important to understand Number four, free courses encourage confidence before purchase number five all courses are a long-term strategy Six free does not mean low value quality. So that's what Robin's got from today. So I'm going to start from my left. What's your wrap up today, Mark? What's your sort of your final thoughts for people that are uh, watching?
1: So I think to to just summarize um, would be that whether it's a free course or it's a paid course that you're planning to give away through coupons on you have to have some type of strategy that you're employing and you've got to be able to use it as some type of an effective tool. And to just expect that something is going to magically happen on its own because, you know, people are getting it for free is you're not going to find that it, uh, actually, um, forwards your objectives at all. And we didn't get into the whole discussion that some people talk about in the fact they that some people just want to give away stuff for free. I don't, like I, And I'm glad we didn't get into that whole discussion here. So if, you, if you're in the boat, like, I'm not worried. I don't have any other objective. I don't have any goal. That's not really what we were talking about today when we're looking at, at free courses. So within the context of what we're talking about, that's what I would say is that you have to have, some objective that you're looking to forward and so you need to have the strategy that you put together with free course or paid for course that you're giving away free coupons to.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent point Scott, any final thoughts?
3: Just, unmute just I unmuted myself just so that I wouldn't have any background noise interfering with Mark's words of wisdom. Uh, normally, at the end of these things, uh, Philomena puts a coupon down there, and uh, they have had my coupon forever. But I just chat in the chat, put a new coupon there for this hangout only. It is a free coupon for my Power Podcasting course, and uh, uh, I, and I don't have a free course, so this has kind of been a really interesting interesting conversation. And I think that Mark hit the nail on the head. You need to have a plan and the plan is if the plan is free couponing that's not a plan so you need to have like what is the result that I want to get and you need to work back with the free couponing I only really free coupon until I have a thousand or so students because I think that's really important and I talk to people about that I know about putting up reviews so that I can get three or four or five reviews and then I think at that point Udemy says oh there's something interesting going on here and they go forward the part that I always forget and you mark almost always say it is the advantage of the free coupons is the SEO and it's not that there's a link it it could be that I put it on a forum somewhere and there's a link back Google sees that yes that's really good but what's way more important and you keep bringing it up and I keep forgetting it so don't stop is that people will click on that link and they will go to wherever that link is so that's really, really important. And I'm sure Udemy watches those sorts of things, and when they see it, they go, okay, we're going to, um, you know, yeah. move you up and everything else, which is the other thing. Udemy is like the Google, we want to be ranked high, free coupons or free courses are a way of, of having that happen. And I think that's really important as part of your strategy, not your entire strategy.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah. So obviously, we always put links below if any of the instructors have got some coupons they want to share with the viewers. So Mark, if you've got a coupon you want to share, stick it below. It's not compulsory if you want to. That's great. Um, and I think for me, it's. I think you know a couple of times. I think Mark made some valid points. It, it's very subjective, uh, and you've got to find what works for you. And I think that's really important to understand. It's not necessarily a case of, you know, I'm going to do it this way, you know, because this is the way Mark did it. Um, You've got to figure out, well, I'm testing everything. You know, I test everything all the time, trying different things, see what works, discard what doesn't work, try new. So you hear me one week say, oh, I'm doing this. And you hear me another week say, no, that doesn't work. And I might not explain why it doesn't work it's because I'm testing so one of the key things in all these things is you've got to try and figure out what works for you but the concept of high quality free content which leads to premium content is solid marketing and it, it has you know success stories all over the internet but where most people fail down fall down I think we've talked t- already touched on this tonight in a lot of places if you create free content nowhere for it to go Nowhere for it to lead. And most people's social media marketing is like this. You're just posting and there's nothing to take anybody anywhere. It's a waste of time. you know. And it's the same thing with a free course. If it hasn't got an end destination, I haven't got an objective, so I'm really agreeing with the other guys, You know, that's that's the key to a, uh, a free course. Philomena, closing thoughts?
2: Yeah, it's strategy. It, you have to know right off the bat if you're planning to do a free course or not and whether it's going to go from free to paid. Because that will influence how you record the free course. In the free course, if it's no intention of going to paid, you might be saying, oh, this is a free course and, and, and the like. But if you know it's going to be um, eventually going to a paid course, then you're obviously not going to be saying things like, this is a free course. And it, it really does affect the way you actually um, produce the course. And having having just gone through the experience of what we, me and Mark have done this week, producing the photography courses, one free, it does make a difference when it's actually a planned strategy. Um, Another thing I just want to mention I, I like the word that um, Mark used, Mark was a um, small c, uh, return on investment when relating to do you do large courses or small courses. Uh, I love that word, return on investment, and it's the shorter courses which are going to be the greater t- return on investment. So I like that
0: okay well thank you everybody for watching i hope you've really enjoyed it i think it's been a fantastic chat um it was sorry that Bob we couldn't have bob with us tonight we're not sure why i'm sure we'll find out in the next few days hopefully he's okay and i know he would have had a lot to say and um, had some some good stuff to add but uh thank you for watching if you listen to this as a podcast and you're wondering where all these links are go and find me mark tim blake on youtube and you will find the links below really appreciate you taking the time to watch it sorry we've ran over a little bit of time but I let us do it because there's so much good stuff coming up tonight and I just wanted us to keep giving you and giving giving and you guys to get more so hopefully you've appreciated it and if you're watching it in the future um, you know uh, we, do, we have lots of uh, hangouts which are recorded and Phil also makes some small snippets So sign up for those, and uh, sign up on my YouTube channel, you'll see those snippets. And what she'll do is she'll take some of the key points from this one and she'll create some short three to five minute videos, which uh, also will be very useful. I want to give special thanks to Mark. Uh, Great first Hangout, I really hope you come back on. And Scott, great to have you back. We've always uh, appreciated your wisdom on the Hangout. And uh, we want you back again soon as well. So thank you everybody for watching, and uh, I'll see you next week where we've got a member spotlight session with Melanie Hall, and she's going to be talking about, you know, accidental marketers, what you do when you come to something like Udemy and you've got no experience with marketing whatsoever. So that should be good because there's a lot of people come to Udemy with that experience. Thank you for watching, guys.